Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is winning season at my bookie. Hey, football season is almost over with. Get in on the action. Use promo code Gators on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media, at GatorDave underscore SEC. And at Gators Breakdown, coming at you with an instant reaction, 52-35. That's the score. LSU blows past Florida. Florida can't stop anything on defense. And, hey, we'll get into it right here. Uh, of course, not too much of a deep, deep dive like you know, some of the episodes we do after a game, but this is more of an instant reaction. You know, get to stay home with the Gators on the road here. So coming at you not long after the game goes final, but Jaden Daniels has a historic day on this Gators defense, unfortunately. Uh, probably not much of a surprise for a lot of you out there, but exactly how it played out. We'll get into it. We'll get into some key stats. We'll go into stats, look around, you know, some thoughts, of course, to the reaction to a uh, pitiful performance by this Gator defense. Once again, um, you know, what the offense was able to do a little bit for the night, but uh, all in all, another disappointing performance. 52-35. LSU Tigers beat the Florida Gators there in Baton Rouge. So I know you don't like the result, everybody, but still hit that like button. Like what we do here, the work we do right here on Gators Breakdown. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet, right here on YouTube if you're joining us live or on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening to the replay. And look, Gators Breakdown Plus, a lot of new members the last couple of days. Uh, thanks so much for those new members. You can join as well. You get those ad-free episodes, extra episodes, a Discord chat that's literally on fire right now. It's on fire during the game, of course, as well. Um, but yeah. All that good stuff out there. Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description to join. And, of course, have Billy Napier's, what he had to say after the game, the transcripts of him and a couple of players. That'll be on GatorsBreakdown.com. And, of course, a recap of the game there as well. So, all right. Hey, we'll get into it. Didn't have high expectations for this game. Uh, Look, I picked LSU to win this uh, like most people did. Uh, That was not going to be a surprise there. Turned out about like I thought it would. One more score for LSU score wise, uh, and uh, you know they had they had their late, late touchdown. Um, but look, 
I didn't think Florida would be able to hang with LSU and, and, and that offense. And as bad as I thought it could be, it turned out even worse for this defense, giving up 701 yards. I mean, technically 702 for LSU, so they had to take a knee and lose a yard to get in victory formation. But, man, wouldn't be able to hang with them. It was even more apparent. Look, told you guys last week in a, in a Gators Breakdown Plus chat, I put that part up on, on YouTube and – Look, I was already at rock bottom <laughs> after the loss versus Arkansas uh, and the schedule coming up for Florida, staring five straight losses in the face to end this season, unless a huge upset happens now between Missouri and Florida State to end the season. I was already at a low point. I can only come up from here. Well, yeah, uh, at rock bottom, still at rock bottom. Uh, look, I, I even put this out there, too. See a lot of anger. See a lot of disgust out there. All that's all well and good. It's but with what we're seeing right now, that it's fair game. A lot of apathy out there too, and that's the scary part. Uh, and I kind of creeped in my head too, where I said, "Hey, maybe losses don't make me feel any worse." I don't think that's apathy, but man, that's a scary thought of not caring about the result. I care about the result, but at the point where you know. If I'm already at a level and I'm already expecting losses, you know, it's piling on at that point. I can't get any lower with this team after the loss versus Arkansas last week. So that's just where it's at. And get into what we saw, you know, tonight. It, it does make you feel a little worse, even though I expected bad, even though I was already at rock bottom, and this defense can can find a way to dig that even deeper. LSU gained their season high. Oh, but it gets much worse than that. They gained their season high on Florida's defense, but it is the most yards ever, ever allowed by a Florida defense. 701 yards. Florida's been playing football since 1906 and never has the defense played as bad as a game as they played tonight versus LSU. That is inexcusable. I don't care. There is no excuse to give up since 1906 in this Florida football where you've built this program up since 1906. Should you ever be given up your historic low in 2023? That falls on everybody involved. Everybody. Jaden Daniels, the first player in history with at least 350 passing yards and at least 200 rushing yards in a single game. 606 yards of total offense for Jaden Daniel. 17 to 26, 372 yards and three touchdowns in the air, 234 yards rushing on 12 carries, two more scores on the ground. Guys, LSU ran 61 plays and scored 52 points. They almost had as many points as they ran plays. 11 and a half yards per play. Coverage is terrible. Pressure is terrible. Tackling is terrible. And this isn't just a one-game sample size anymore. This is just a small window anymore. It's a trend. It missed me with the youth excuse. I'm over it. You know, it's late enough in the season. Look, I've been being, I'm being told week in and week out with the freshmen, the best guys on the field. Okay. 
Does youth play a part? Absolutely it does. Is that the sole reason we're seeing a record historic performance? No, it's not. Look, it's late enough in the season. These guys have been getting plenty of snaps. They're not freshmen anymore. If it was their first game or second game, for sure. Throw that throw throw the youth excuse at me. Hey, you ain't throwing it at me right now. Ten games into a season. Youth on the field being led by youth on the sideline. That was the route Billy Napier chose to go at defensive coordinator and Austin Armstrong. There's been no progression whatsoever. It's not a great mix right now. That was the route Napier chose to go. You don't give up 700 yards and say it's just the players, though. When you give up an historic performance like this, it's Napier, it's Armstrong, it's Raymond, Spencer, Peterson, Bateman. It's at every level, players and coach. This is an inexcusable performance. I know how good LSU's offense is. It doesn't matter. You don't give up your program worse in 2023. You just don't. LSU had one third down try in the second half. One. One for five in the first half. One for one in the second half. But if we go, like, how did it happen? How did it happen? They completely blew the doors off. Look, it said in the pregame, said there, the explosive plays, and we've known, you know, that was the issue, Austin Armstrong coming into this season. It was my biggest issue coming into this game because LSU leads the country in a lot of statistical categories for explosive plays. Well, that continued against Florida. We throw it up here. LSU. Eight passing plays of 15-plus yards. I'm just going to go through some of them here. They had eight of them for 293 total yards. A 38-yarder, an 18 18 41, 45, 52, 44, 37. Oh, but it gets even worse on the ground. 254 on eight explosive plays, 10 plus yards. All right, Jaden Daniels, 14, okay. John Emery, 14, and then the gates just open. 38 yard run by Jaden Daniels. 85-yard run by Jaden Daniels. 27. 51-yard by Jaden Daniels. 14 and 11. Sixteen total explosive plays for LSU. Gets worse. Look at it. Hey, guys, LSU played Grambling State earlier this year. How many yards they have on them? 622. Hey, guys, they also played Army a couple of weeks ago. 570 yards. They played Florida tonight, 701. Florida couldn't hold. I mean, this is where the youth and all that, it, that's where you, you, uh, nah, you can't sell me on any of that. 
622 yards to Grambling State, 570 to Army, 701 for Florida. Miss me with the excuses. That was putrid. And it's not like it's just the youth guys that are making mistakes out there. Kimber, Marshall, Scooby. I mean, can the guys make a play? Can anybody make a tackle? And even if you wanted to throw that out there, this is the route Billy Napier chose to go. Transfer portal's been there. Two cycles now. Where's the where's the development been? Where's the growth been? Nobody steps up and there look, there was a little window. Little window in the first half. Got a goal line stop, got another fourth down stop. That was about it. That was about all you could point to. You know, with a defense like this, it's hard to point fingers at an offense when they have absolutely no help. Like I said, there was a stretch. I wish this offense had done more. LSU was stuffed early on the goal line. Florida went on a nice drive only for Mertz to fumble. LSU recovers. Next drive, LSU was stopped on fourth down again. Florida had the ball at their own 41. Game was tied at seven on those drives. It was a chance to build some sort of lead. The defense had given you some chances. But look, it's not fair to ask this offense to be that perfect. Maybe Wilson needed some more touches, but when he wasn't getting the ball, the Florida run game was putting together some nice drives. Two drives carried by Etienne and Johnson. It's not fair to ask this offense to be perfect, especially when we we know, look, this isn't the LSU offense. We know that. They need some help, too. They ain't getting it from this defense. But we'll go. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Hey, look. We're talking talking a game here. It ain't going to be pretty. I mean, you don't lose 52-35, give up historic amounts on defense, and expect this to be a good episode. <laughs> if you want sunshine pumping, you ain't getting it here. One more time, Jaden Daniels, 17-26, 372 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 65%. Completion percentage, 372 yards from six receivers. Brian Thomas, six catches, 150. Malik Neighbors, six, 132. Thomas had two touchdowns. LSU rushing, of course. That's where Jaden Daniels, of course. Once again, 12 attempts, 234, two touchdowns, an 85-yard run. Of course, LSU start running back and missed the game. John Emery went down in the first quarter. Didn't matter. They didn't need they didn't need those guys. Just let Jane Daniels go crazy. Hey, look, he's that good. No, no shame in him playing well against you. Look, so I said, we we expected him to play well. We know how bad this Florida defense is. It's not that Jaden Daniels. Had a great game. I mean, it was an historic day. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Going to look at the other side for Florida. Take a look at Florida's offense. 26 of 38 for Graham Mertz, 311. A lot of that. Well, I won't say a lot of that, but there was a lot of that late garbage time. Didn't, you know, that last drive for Florida didn't matter. Ricky Pearsall, seven catches, 103. Montreal Johnson, six catches, 65 yards. Wilson, six for 63. Boardingham didn't really get involved till late. Three catches for 21. Rushing the ball. ETN, five and a half yards of carry. 18 attempts, 99 yards. Montreal Johnson, 16 attempts, 70 yards at 4.4 yards of carry. With the defensive numbers, eh, they don't, they don't, they don't matter. <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Florida was going to keep up. It was that second quarter, or, you know, it was those drives where I said they really should have taken advantage. We weren't going to be able to go explosive for explosive with LSU. This wasn't going to happen, but you had a chance there. Only had 73 yards of offense in the second quarter. But unreal performance. I mean, there's not much to gleam at, not much to point to. And penalties weren't really uh, penalties weren't really an issue. I guess the one that got on my nerves a bit more was the delay of game. If you were trying to be aggressive before halftime, the delay of game. Pretty much shot yourself in the foot there to even be aggressive, back you up even more. Then you kind of had no choice but to kind of go conservative there. Had the early penalty on George where he threw a punch. Florida did catch a break with a targeting call on LSU that was very questionable, but overall penalties not that big of an issue on the road. Yeah, Chris uh, Potter brings it up. That delayed game was with three timeouts, uh, of course, for Florida. And that's where I thought you you could have been aggressive. Knowing you had to score with LSU. You had your timeouts, had about two minutes on the clock. Plenty of time to drive down the field.
J-Dub, that's a good point. Give Daniels the Heisman now. Look, I don't think it's overstated. I mean, we, we just said what he did for the first time in college football history. Um, yeah, it's, it's not recency bias. It's not because he did it against Florida. We know how bad this defense is. Yeah, give him the Heisman. He is the best player in college football right now. Mr. Bassman, no. I, do I feel worse? I don't. I don't I was, like I said, I was at rock bottom after the Arkansas game last week. And if I'm expecting losses against LSU, Missouri, FSU, it's just where I'm at. And I guess you could say this defense even played worse than I thought they would. But no, I don't feel any worse. I guess, like I said, expectations come into that a lot. Certainly doesn't make me feel any better. At all. I mean, that's kind of what I was looking for. I mean, it's hard to feel better, too, if you're losing games. You know, moral victories aren't the best thing in the world, but give something to hang on to. Could there be some progression on defense to end the season? That's mainly what I'm looking at here. Offense is playing well enough. We'll get into more of that in just a second, too. But, man. Hey, look, that's where I'm at. I don't expect everybody to feel like me. I mean, you can be more upset all you want to. I don't blame if you are. Not one bit. Not one bit. Right, we'll get into more in just a second. But first, a word from my bookie. Hey, guys, there's not much time, especially in the college football season, to be getting in on some betting action. So when your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win like my bookie. At my bookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Plus, my bookie has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Just use promo code Gators on your first deposit and receive up to two hundred dollars in cash. That's promo code Gators to claim your own cash bonus now. Trust the my bookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only. With my bookie. All right, guys. Um, I mean, look, this is back-to-back games. What was it? Florida scored 35 against LSU tonight. 36 Arkansas last week, and you lost both games. And then look what Auburn did to Arkansas today. You know, this, this is where another reason where I keep you know getting thrown. Oh, the youth on defense and... Uh, blah, 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 and, and all, just all the excuses that come up. Well, I saw what Arkansas did today against Auburn, 10 points. Yeah, no. And look, the transitive property doesn't work best in college football. It really doesn't. But you can use it sometimes. I mean, given what Arkansas did a game before Florida, where they scored three points against Mississippi State, had a bye week, come and get their season high versus Florida's defense, only to go out the very next week 
against Auburn and not do anything, yeah, I think yeah, you, you can grab something from that. You're not reaching if you do that. I don't want to gloss over it. Gritty performance by the offense. I mean, they did respond a good bit of the time. Like I said, they just we know they did not have the firepower. They were not going to keep up with LSU if the defense didn't help them out. And 700 yards and 52 points, this offense isn't keeping up with that. Is it perfect? No, I'm not trying to say it is. Are there issues? Absolutely. But when you got to make up for a defense like this, eh, it's hard to put it on them. I know there's all the talk of OC and all that stuff. We're far from that. I mean, this is four straight, god-awful, terrible years on defense, and it's getting worse. It's not getting better. Now, can it get better? Hopefully, if this youth is what you're throwing and all the experience, it needs to pay off. It's got to pay off. The development needs to pay off. But where's the development of some of these veterans that I'm supposed to be seeing last year and this year pay off? I ain't seeing it. I don't that side of the ball. Maybe that's taking it too far. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I ain't seeing it. All right. Um... All right, Matt Clark, here we go. I was looking, waiting for a question like this. So, I mean, like, this is probably going to be more expansive uh, than, you know, we can get deeper in that this week and stuff or, you know, down the road. But, Dave, what is the answer to correct things? What do you think needs to be done? We need more depth on defense and O-line for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, you can point fingers at everybody on defense. I mean, can can the youth be an excuse? Sure. Should it be? No. No. I guess that's probably the best way for me to put it. Maybe I'm talking myself in circles there. But no, I mean, like I said, I, you can point the finger at everybody for tonight. But the, the answer to correct things, well, you, you're not fixing it this year. Um, and I don't know if that's what you meant, Matt. Um, you're not fixing it versus Missouri FSU. Can you go out there and play better? Sure. I mean, this LSU offense, absolutely the nation's best or up there with the nation's best. But Missouri's got a good offense as well. FSU's got a really good offense as well. You're not correcting it this year. You might go out there and play better. I hope you got one in there somewhere. But it's not being corrected this year. So if you're looking big picture, man, Austin Armstrong's young. I don't want to give up on him yet. I also don't want to sit here and be on a fourth different Defensive coordinator, Grantham, Tony Armstrong, somebody else next year. I mean, if they honestly believe that all this youth is going to pay off, okay, well, it's going to pay off for him too. He's young. He's learning. On, he's unfortunately learning on the job. And the weird thing is, you see players in position times not making ta- not making plays, not making tackles, but. Isn't that where the development comes in? Those guys make the tackles? I mean, it's not just game day. It's practice, too. Where's the practice tackling? Where's the practice of being physical? 
Well, I mean, honestly, you don't, if you practice being physical, you either have it or you don't. And maybe that's where we're at with the, the tackling as well. That's probably the, the biggest issue. Can you fix that? In an offseason, can you make a defense more physical? Can you make them want to tackle? I mean, tackling has been an issue at Florida for since 2020. I mean, guys, this is four straight seasons of defense like this, and in some ways worse. I mean, you just gave up the highest amount of defense you ever gave up, ever. What needs to be done, that, that, you got to look at who you surround Armstrong with. And the thing is, Spencer's got a lot of experience. Ba- um, Raymond certainly has got a lot of experience. And look for as 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 lauded as he is and as lauded as we were making this safety group earlier this year. They've been struggling like lately. The cornerbacks haven't developed at a level I think they should have. Maybe they were just bad players to begin with. And okay, but isn't there some some level of development expected? And look, as you said, the depth, offensive line, defensive line, for sure. Um, you know, there were Florida in the first half a lot had a lot more trouble running the ball than I thought they should have versus LSU. Came out in the second half, did some nice things on the ground. Uh, but yeah, the trenches there, of course, and on, on defense, there's just no playmakers on defense. I mean, Desmond Watson hasn't progressed. He hasn't developed. What, I mean, development's my key word right now. Because everybody wants to keep throwing youth in my face, but man, it's guys who have played a lot of football for Florida, I just haven't seen the next step from them on the, on the defensive side. Offense I, offense, I see some steps. I see some steps. This is a much better offense right now than they were game one versus Utah. Defense is not. The defense absolutely is not. And Brody pr- brings that up too, Matt. I, Matt, I hope I answered some of that uh, for you. Now, I, there's no, there's no instant fix. There's no quick fix for this season. In the off season, I think you've g- got to look at your staff, find out if you can find out some of the issues, what the issues are. We've seen it. Staff hires can make a huge difference in in, in one year. Another answer to the co- correct thing, Matt, a lot more aggressive in the transfer portal. I've been screaming that from the get-go. Maybe some more urgency there now, too. We're right above you right here in the comment. Brody Revel says, is two years enough to see some development? Yeah, it, it is. It is, Brody. In my, in my book, it, it is to me. Maybe I'm grading too harsh here. If there has been no development, why give more time? I, I, I think you got to give a coach three years. I mean, in general, that's the way I think. I think offensive line, you know, that's where you should start seeing it next year. If you're going, if if Billy Napier is going to make this his process, if he's going to go high school recruiting and and, and cater more to that, and the way he's recruited offensive line, then we. Year three, you have to start seeing the development along the offensive line. I mean, you've relied on some transfers, you know, Osiris Torrance last year, Damian George this year, Micah Mazuka this year. 
Cam Waits getting into more action now too. You know, a lot of transfers along the offensive line, but you know, we need to see. You know, Austin Barber hasn't progressed from last year. I mean, he was a revelation last year. Probably attribute a lot of his good play to lining up right beside Osiris Torrance, but he hasn't taken another step. He hasn't taken the next step. So, I mean, if the development is going to be there, especially along the offensive line, next year has to be the year you see it. If you don't see it next year, then what are we doing here? But on the defensive side, I'm I'm waiting for it. I'm still I'm still waiting for it. I think some young guys are showing some promise. Hopefully that's on the way up, but I mean, maybe Jaden Hill a bit this year in that nickel spot has shown some things. But defensive line-wise, I haven't seen a whole lot. Secondary, I haven't seen a whole lot. You know, linebacker, I mean, Scooby, I mean, having to take over for Shamar there, I mean, of course, undersized, but even he just looks lost. It's not even about size and physicality sometimes for him. He just looks lost, not doing his job correctly. Like last year, I thought we saw Amari Bernie took a step. You know, he wasn't a true linebacker. Last year, there was some development in just one year for him. He got better. Just we're not seeing, I mean, of course, not every guy's taking, not every guy's arrows pointing down as bad as it looks. But, yeah, good point on the development. All right, I know comments are flying heavy and hard. Yeah, Ryan Sadula brings up a good point. I mean, Scooby was better outside than middle. Yeah, and that's just unfortunately where Florida's defense is. I mean, have injuries played a part? Sure. Have they? Yes, for sure. To the point where you're worse than grambling an army versus LSU's defense, giving up a program high? No. No. Ain't nobody ever going to sell me on that. <laughs> nobody. Uh, okay. Kind of... Um... Eddie Lane, they are you surprised Kimber and Marshall have been as bad slash inconsistent as they have this year? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm certainly am. And look, Kimber, I like what I saw earlier in the season from him when he was on the field, and then he's just falling off a cliff. Um, I start with that Kentucky game. You know, he comes in on a blitz there and kind of messes up the angle there a bit, almost in position to make a play. Ray Davis just runs right by him. Uh, and then Jason Marshall, yeah, for sure. Especially when you give his recruiting pedigree and you pair him with what Corey Raymond is supposed to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I really, I, I, I really am. We just see no growth from those two guys, and especially Marshall. Now I know a lot of you, and credit to you. Coming into this season, when he was getting named all SEC third team, I believe, and it was just like, you know, what has he done to deserve it? Okay, a lot of it was probably based on a little hype and hope. Because it certainly hasn't played out this way this year. Like, he was, if I'm not mistaken, on pretty high on some draft boards. Well, that's no longer the case. 
Gators 113 probably brings up a good point here. Uh, when did it become acceptable for a UF coach to potentially have two losing seasons to start his tenure? People were all ready to get rid of, I'm assuming, Zook there. Uh, yeah, Zook, what, eight and five his first two years? Um, it's not acceptable for a whole lot of people, but uh, the way you know these contracts and stuff were set up and buyouts and all that stuff, hey, he's getting a year three. And as I said, I. Big picture, holistically, I think coach should get three years. But, man, if a lot doesn't have to change going into this offseason, more aggressive approach in the transfer portal, more aggressive aggressive in in coaching changes, staff changes. There's a lot to fix with a very tough schedule next year. Oh, I'm going through some more comments here. I think that's Will hopping in here. (laughs) On the bright side, Florida's two spots ahead of Southern Miss in yards per play. Armstrong outperforming his previous stop, forced to rank 129th and 131st. Oof. Oof. I have, 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 have I had an oof in the episode tonight? Well, there's one. <laughs> there's one. If I have, there's a couple there, I guess. Uh, good point, Neville brings up. It probably should not gloss over this. Um, kind of maybe been in the works for a few weeks anyway, but yeah. Um, click on the wrong one. We lost Jamonte Waller. Yep, flipped to Auburn today. Uh, one of Florida's top recruits. Um, like I said, kind of been trending. It took a visit to Auburn a few weeks ago. That one, of course, uh, you started hearing the whispers and rumors there, and then of course, uh, right here on this Saturday after Auburn destroys Arkansas. Right after that game, he makes it public that he's going to flip from Florida to Auburn. And that brings up another point that was a very popular topic. As this recruiting class was getting put together in the summer, what kind of season, of course, uh, would Florida have to have on the field for this not to happen? And look, it's it's one. No, it's not the trend yet, but of course – you know, Florida's got to hang on to a lot of these guys. Uh, and, of course, it's going to be coming up. Nasir Johnson, of course, you're fighting tooth and nail to keep him away from Georgia. Amaris Williams in Ohio State uh, right now. I mean, Florida's defensive line class hopefully doesn't take that hit that that is very possible right now. And then Waller there, who we know is going to sit here and play linebacker uh, for, for Florida, he's – now, now longer in the class. So already, you know, good linebacker class for Florida. How do you respond uh, to this? Do you have anybody waiting in the wings here uh, to take that spot or save it for the transfer portal? But either way, you know, this is, of course, you know, the timing of Florida piling some losses together now. And then one of your top recruits in the class flipping away. And look, it's not like he's flipping to Georgia 
not like he's flipping to Ohio State or Clemson. He's flipping to Auburn. Auburn. Now, granted, you know, we saw what they did to Arkansas today, but I mean, really, all in all, first year coach Hugh Freeze, they were able, able to talk, in, talk him into enough to get him away to flip from Florida. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would, I'd be disappointed if you're losing a player to those other big schools, but to lose one to Auburn right now? And look, hey, we know the type of recruiter Hugh Freeze is and can be. You know, jokes notwithstanding. <laughs> but, um, of course, it's eye-catching. Eye-catching when you lose one of your top recruits and the losses are piling up. Sandy, I don't think it's slightly disingenuous at all. Florida gave up 700 yards. I don't care if Grambling and Army were never in their games and LSU could coast. LSU should be able to coast to 700 yards against those guys. Yeah, he says, can't go get... Three straight defensive coordinators. Yeah. Um, that is a tough one. You know, unless it's you go into off-season meetings and you review the season and there's something behind the scenes that we don't know where Billy Napier is like, okay, well, the, the, the youth is too much there to be going in my maybe do or die year in year three. Maybe. But, man, it would it would be... Be a weird look. Ryan Sardula, <laughs> we had 52 oofs. <laughs> uh, needed that laugh. Needed that laugh. Yeah, Gabe, you're right. Five and five now. This was after five and two. Hey, and here's the weird thing. I'm not speaking for you guys. I'm going to speak personally for me right now. Foolishly, Hey, Florida can be co-competitive. Florida can go to Jacksonville, be competitive with Georgia. We're sitting at five and two. All right, there's this win over South Carolina, and we got a bye week. Maybe we found something there, and maybe this defense has found something. And Brock Bowers is not playing. And I had talked myself that Florida was going to go to Jacksonville and play Georgia pretty tough. I have went from Florida playing Georgia pretty tough and sitting five and two, where Florida sitting five and five right now, and staring a five. Loss winning streak to end the season in the face. Oof. Hey, there's another one. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> oh, man. Which is crazy. Personally, for me, the emotional roller coaster this team has put me on. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, not even close to how I feel right now. Will brings up a good point. Question, how much is Armstrong, I guess it could be Nick, but I'm assuming it's Will. 
You have to let me know. You have to let me know. Is it, is it Will or Nick? But it's on the Read and Reaction uh, uh, account right here. So, questions: How much is Armstrong key to the recruiting class? D class is awesome right now. Um, I would assume he's. I would assume. I mean, I've heard good things behind the scenes of his interaction with recruits. Yeah, and that side of the ball is absolutely carrying the recruiting class. <laughs> All right, it is Will. He says, uh, participating in here is better than watching this film. So, of course, we will be back together on Monday night. Um, hey, it's technically Sunday, so tomorrow night. Um, Anthony, recruiting isn't everything. No, you're right, but uh, it starts there. It starts there. And you can bring up the coaches that uh, Crystal Ball has great recruiting, you say. Jimbo has great recruiting. Okay, well, good for them. You may not win with it, but you ain't winning without it. Alexander, hey man, good to see you. He's as a Gator fan, the outlook of... The outlook of an extremely shaky rebuild coupled with an insane schedule next year is just all kinds of depressing. What did I call myself last week? Depressed Dave after Arkansas? Still there. Still there. Gators 113. Dave, a look back at Urban's first staff. Nearly all high... Power five assistants. How does Billy with the highest assistant pool ever at UF hire such inexperienced assistants? Oh, good question. If we go back to what was that? So last year, so Naples brings in Sale, who had plenty of experience. Stapleton, who was with him at Louisiana. Jaluk, who was with him at Louisiana. Kerry Colbert, who then went to the NFL, ends up being a good hire. Pegler was tied in. That's been now to Russ. So for offense, here's a, honestly, here, here, one more thing before I go down this rabbit hole. The guys he brought with him from Louisiana, I don't blame him whatsoever. When you're the head coach and you get hired to be the head coach, you deserve every right to... Do it the way you did it that brought you success. And he had success at Louisiana. He deserves the right to do it his way. He deserves to bring whoever he wants to with him. He had success because of those guys. Do you really wholesale change things? Because a guy may not have the experiences because you're going to a bigger place? I don't think so. Now, you can't be slow to adapt. You can't be slow to change. But those guys helped get him to a point to where he got the Florida job. So all those guys, he can bring with him. He has more than right. And I don't blame him for doing so. On the defense, if we just go there, Spencer, hey, plenty of experience there. Bateman, plenty of experience. Mike P had plenty of experience at the college level at South Carolina. Corey Raymond, of course, I mean, was thought to be a home run hire. You brought in Patrick Tony as a young defensive coordinator, but had a couple years success there at Louisiana. So 
yeah, maybe inexperienced in some spots, but man, those, a lot of those guys helped him have a lot of success at Louisiana. And two of them already left with Pigler and Tony. Uh, and I think we can safely say now, last year, not all on Patrick Tony. Austin Armstrong hasn't come in and been an instant fix whatsoever. I mean, the common denominator there, of course, is players uh, a bit, but there's a big change in on defense, defensive line, linebackers, of course, from last year to this year. More experience at corner this year, not at safety. Um, so look, I mean, who we hired last year, I it, it's I can't I can't fault him too much. But it's been two years for a lot of those guys. I think we'll definitely see some changes along the offensive line and how that's constructed. You don't need two offensive line coaches. You just don't. It's not paying off in recruiting. It's not paying off in development so far. Um, I'm okay with Luke, Billy G at wide receiver coach. We will see if something happens there. I would not be surprised if it does. Defense and nobody should be safe on that side of the ball after what we're seeing right now. Nobody, I don't care who it is, nobody should be safe. It's not gonna be some wholesale change on that side of the ball, but I'd expect some changes. Okay. That's another thing. Look, I don't want to talk firing coaches too much. I really don't. Will brings it up. Strickland can't survive another coach flaming out. Look, that's why no move's going to be made anytime soon. That's one reason I don't even really care talking about it. Nothing's going to happen this year. Billy Napier will be the head coach next year. And mainly one reason, because Scott Strickland, he can't admit right now Billy Napier's a failure because that's his job on the line. So there's going to be... The word patience has brought up a whole lot. Well, for Scott Strickland, it's going to be, for him, forced patience. As Wally follows it up, he can't be allowed to hire a third football coach, period. And I don't think he will be. So he's going to be, he's going to be showing some patience. I think at, at the... If you're just joining, I think if you uh, or have joined late at the very, very top of the chat, I think somebody put on repeat fire Scott Strickland. So I think there was about 10 or 15 of those messages <laughs> copy and pasted. Uh, but uh, yeah, that would be a good starting point. Oh, all this talk about recruiting all we want, but the coaching isn't there. It doesn't matter. It starts with recruiting. It starts with recruiting. I don't know how many times we got to prove all that. Um, Dave, are you confident Billy will make the proper hires this offseason? Um, I think he's going to try. Um, I hope they work out. Hope he works out. I mean, that's the best and safest path to where we want to be is for him to work out. So these hires have to work out. I mean, I guess it's who is, who's available. 
what competition do you have to hire those same coaches? Do they have offers other places as well? I certainly think he's going to try. Adam Webb, Dave, how scared is your money right now? Pretty scared. It is pretty scared. I would not be going to Vegas with this money right now. Eddie, with important, with how important next season is, will be tied. Oh, wow. I can tell it's late. Uh, <laughs> with how important next season will be to Napier's survival, do you see Napier working harder in the transfer portal this offseason? I do, Eddie. From everything I've been told, yes. I, I think so. I think so. All right. There we go. Everybody, thanks for hopping on late night here. I know we're going on one thirty in the morning here. Thanks for hopping in, sending these comments. I know it hurts. Uh, we are uh, we're all kind of group therapy session uh, right here. It, it uh, we don't want to we don't want to see our Gators be going through this right now. Hopefully, better days on the horizon, but it doesn't look good right now. Fifty two thirty five historic night for LSU. On the offensive side of the ball versus this Gators defense. Hey, we'll get into more to it too. Uh, uh, obviously, didn't talk much about the offense tonight. Um, I, yeah, and going and, and looking at it, you know, I, I said Florida would have to run the ball a whole lot, slow the game down to get themselves a chance. Run game wasn't where it should have been against a bad LSU defense. Uh, all in all, that's where I thought the game would have been won or lost for Florida. Uh, was not going to keep up in a shootout. Needed to ugly this game up. Uh, couldn't ugly it up on defense. Needed to ugly it up on offense, but couldn't couldn't do it all the way. Look, not necessarily saying offense was the issue there, but if I was saying if there was a path to a victory, that was going to be the path to a victory. But not to be, not to be. 52-35 LSU in Tiger Stadium over the Gators. Gators back at it next week versus Missouri. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC at Gators Breakdown. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.